like to welcome those who are worshiping with us through LiveGate Outreach TV or listening to the uh, podcasts of this message. I want to believe God that you are being blessed where you are. As I always say, thank you for sending in your testimonies. We are truly grateful. We also now have a testimony line. It's called testimony at lifegatecenter.org. It's an email that you can email address that you can send testimonies to if you want to share those with the brethren and uh, with everyone who uh, is connected to what we do. May the Lord continue to multiply his grace upon your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. By the grace of God today, we are continuing our series on the Holy Spirit, my helper, as we're looking at walking with the Spirit in these times. And I want to say that because God's faithfulness has been shown to us in many ways, we need to embrace these words and let God really be teaching us the more. We started the series, this is the third of it, and we have been looking from the key scripture in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 2. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Let's read verse 2 together. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So we count them there. There are seven of them. And we have started, and this is the third we are looking at. Last week, two weeks ago, we looked at the spirit of the Lord. Last week, we looked at the spirit of wisdom. And this is the third session on the spirit of, the, uh, of, the spirit of understanding. The spirit of understanding. Now, the word understanding is simply defined as the ability ability to comprehend, the ability to comprehend or gain insight into what is called the cause and effect dynamics of a thing. It is the ability to comprehend or gain insight into the cause and effect dynamics of anything. So when you take anything, whether it is uh, a life, the life you live, the work you do, the ministry that you have been given to do by God or your marriage, your life, anything about you is having some dynamics that certain causes and effects always take place. Now, your ability to keep understanding or to keep comprehending rather those things and how they are linked together is understanding. Praise the Lord. And also it is Intelligence is also taking us intelligence. Intelligence is just, again, having the ability to know how to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. So when somebody has a particular degree of manifesting the application of a particular knowledge or a skill set, that person is seen or regarded as an intelligent person. They would say in the uh, world of psychologists that such a person has a high intelligence quotient, a high IQ. But you see, those are all in the normal physical realm of things. The Bible makes us to understand or to know that there is the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, which is a spirit or the spirit of understanding. 
And so like we looked at last week, that there were realms of wisdom that are earthly, realms of wisdom that are sensual or intellectual, and realms of wisdom that are demonic. Here on earth, there is also the need to understand that there is the realm of wisdom that is from above, that is from the spirit of wisdom. The same way, understanding is above human intellect. The spirit of understanding works above human intellect, human reasoning, human comprehension. So we must understand or we must comprehend what the Lord desires for us to know in this manner. The Isaiah chapter 11 reference we have been reading is a prophecy about Jesus Christ, as we all know. But as we know that it, it is about Jesus and it is also about us. Jesus manifested the spirit of understanding and he also mentioned some things that may hinder us from walking in the same. Let's quickly look at Mark chapter 8. I'll paraphrase it because of our time. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus had just fed the 4,000 people who were uh, needing bread. And they had seven loaves of bread with him for him. And uh, he, he fed them. And um, obviously, it was like a repeat of the miracle of the 5,000 people that he fed with the five loaves and the two fish. So when they finished all that and he was going with his disciples, the Bible says in verse 13, and he let, left them and getting into a boat again, departed to the other side. Now, when they were going, the Bible says in verse 14, the disciples had forgotten to take bread and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. And then verse 15 says, he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the living of the Pharisees and the living of Herod. And they reason among themselves. Somebody say human reasoning. reasoning. Verse 16. Let's read together. And they reason among themselves saying, it is because we have no bread. Verse 17. Let's keep reading. But Jesus being aware of it said to them, why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive, nor is your heart still hardened? Do you not perceive, nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? You are reasoning in the realm of the physical. I am talking about something spiritual. When I said be, uh, do not be unaware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod, I am not talking about physical bread. This is what Jesus was saying. And then verse 18, he said to them, he said, you are having eyes, keep reading with me now, having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? Verse 19, he said, when I broke the five loaves and 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said to him, what? 12. Then the next verse, verse 20, he said, also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said what? Seven. Verse 21, let's shout it together. So he said to them, how is it you do not understand? I was the same one who was with you that you saw that bread, physical bread was never an issue. When we needed to feed the 4,000, we had only seven loaves. You knew that we fed them, and after you got seven baskets full. 
And when we needed to feed the 5,000, you knew that all we had was five loaves and two fish, and we fed them, and yet we still gathered 12 baskets full. So why are you talking because you now have one physical loaf of bread, and you think that that is your hindrance? God is saying to us that we must break from the realm of the physical. If we want to walk in the understanding, Jesus said, how is it that you do not understand? If you want to walk in the realm of the understanding that comes by the Holy Spirit, you must not fix your eyes on the physical. And every testimony you have seen God do in time past is a potential that God is able to do the same again. So when you come to a crossroad of life that seems as if things are not working, and you forget that with God, none of those things. There is no kind of miracle I have never seen. Either in my own life or in the lives of brethren or at least read about or seen in the testimonies of people across the world. So it assures me that I must never let any challenge I face at any time present itself as if there is a limitation in the physical. I may have that one loaf left, but I know that I have the Jesus who is able to multiply loaves many, many times over and feed me and have extra. Hallelujah. It is called the spirit of understanding. Every time you see good, record it, memorize it, meditate on it, internalize it. Because there is a evil, there is an evil that lies ahead. When that evil looks, all you need to do is to bring out from your archive of good. That is why the Bible says in Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. So you must have a store of good. You must have a store of testimonies. It takes the spirit of understanding to know how to use good to continue to overcome evil. And I pray that the Lord will help us and grant us that understanding today. In the name of Jesus. You see, I have so much to say today. If you give me the next three hours, believe me, we'll still be here. But I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we don't use more than two hours. Okay. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalms 119 verse 27 and verse 34. Let's read together, verse 27, Psalm 119, verse 27. Let's read that. Make me understand the way of your precepts, so I shall what? Meditate on your wonderful works. When you want to walk in this understanding, you must know how to meditate on his wonderful works. Verse 37, verse 34, let's read that together. He said what? Give me understanding and I shall what? Keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with what? My whole heart. You see, understanding gives us the opportunity to walk in the ways of God by faith. We must understand. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to do what? To please God. So we must know how to walk in the ways of God by faith. It is understanding that helps us to walk in that manner. It is understanding that helps us to meditate on the ways of God. And so our language and our utterance and our mannerism is all depicting the faith that we have in God. We must never take break from believing God and saying the things we ought to say and meditating on the things we ought to meditate. We have to constantly, conscientiously walk in the ways of God. 
That is why the man, the psalmist said, give me understanding and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. May you continue to observe his ways with your whole heart. In the name of Jesus. Many of us New Testament Christians just detest the word law. The word law does not mean that you are being legalistic. It doesn't mean that you are observing some ten commandments. It just simply means you are walking in the ways of God. God's word is his law. Hallelujah. So every time he said, I will keep your law, it just simply means I will keep your word. I will keep your promises. I will keep your promises. I will keep your prophecies. I will honor the things you have said concerning my life. If you give me understanding, I will keep them. Indeed, I will observe them with my whole heart. Praise the Lord. So we need the spirit of understanding to help us understand a few things. And I want us to quickly look at those. Number one, the will of God. Say with me, the will of God. We need the spirit of understanding to help us know how to rationalize the will of God for our lives. Many people I've met in my few years of life so far would usually ask, but Brother Dave, how do I know the will of God? This is the question that many people ask. How do I know the will of God? When we understand the place of the manifestation of the spirit of understanding, it helps us easier to know the will of God for our lives. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. He said, therefore do not be unwise, but do what? Understand what the will of the Lord is. King James Version says, keep understanding the will of God. Verse 18, verse 18, now let's read together. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is what? Dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with what? The Spirit. You see, the, in, the, in, in the early days of the church, wine and the spirit were easily comparable. People likened the intoxication that comes with wine with what they saw people who were filled with the spirit. That is why immediately after they were filled with the spirit in Acts chapter 2, remember what they said? They said they must be what? Drunk with wine. Because before that time, nobody manifests any kind of intoxication or a complete takeover of their person without having taken wine. So the only thing they could understand when the Holy Spirit first came is that this has to be wine. And Peter had to come out in Acts chapter 2. He now had to say to them, these are not drunken as you suppose, as you would think in the natural. They are not drunken. It's just 9 a.m. He said, but it is fulfilling a prophecy that was spoken by a prophet called Joel. That in the last day that it shall come to pass, that the spirit of the Lord shall come upon the people. And the sons and daughters of God shall prophesy. Hallelujah. He said, this is what you are seeing before your eyes. And so, this is why later on Paul was speaking to them at Ephesus. He said, look, do not be drunk with wine. This thing is not something about wine or frivolities or merrymaking. To just feel a high. In our days, people will talk about classes of drugs that give them a high. And they want to use the same thing. He said, no, what you need to have understanding of the will of God is to be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. The infilling of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of understanding, is what helps us to continuously access the will of God. Everyone who had access to the will of God were people who walk in the spirit of understanding. 
We read about different ones. We read about the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. The Bible says, and of the sons of Issachar who had the spirit of understanding. They knew what to do. Jesus in John chapter 6, verse 6, we knew he also walked in the spirit of understanding because the Bible says when they brought the five loaves to him and the two fish, he lifted it up. He said to them, he lifted it up and the Bible says that he himself knew what he would do. And he said to them, make the men sit down. So when you have understanding, you are not afraid. When you have understanding, you know the will of God. He lifted it up by spirit of understanding. He said, Father, I know that you hear me always. Hallelujah. May the Lord continue to help us to know the will of God. In the name of Jesus. There is a will of God for your life. There is a will of God for your marriage. There is a will of God for everything that you are doing in life. In ministry, every aspect of your life, there is a will of God. And it takes the spirit of understanding. Many people go around looking for seers, looking for people who will tell them and foretell things about their lives. And the spirit of understanding is right on their inside, saying all you need is for you to have access to me. All you need is for you to have fellowship with me. I am here. That is why Paul said, just be filled with the spirit. The word filled there means be controlled by the spirit. Be controlled by the spirit. Be intoxicated by the spirit. The same way wine would intoxicate you and make you behave beyond your natural motions and natural dispositions. Let the spirit lead you in such a way. Hallelujah. The second thing we need to have uh, by way of the spirit of understanding is that it helps us to know times and seasons. It helps us to know times and seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says to everything there is a what? There is a season and there is what? A time for every purpose under heaven. Let's read verse 9 together. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? Verse 10. I have seen the God-given tasks with which the sons of men are to be occupied. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to the end. You know what? That eternity in your heart means that what he did is right from the time you were born, he put your life and your afterlife inside you. That is eternity, the ageless time. He put it inside you. He has put it in your heart. But you need understanding per time, per season, to know what is the next phase for you, the next phase for you, the next phase for you, as you walk through this journey of eternity. Staying in the past obstructs your movement, frustrates your life, because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of eternal virtue. He's always moving. The Bible says he hovered upon the face of the deep. He's always moving, waiting for you to speak the word like God the Father spoke the word. So the spirit of understanding is what enables you as you engage with him. He enables you to know the next phase of your life. He enables you to know the next phase of your actions. And as you go with these individual things, you start to see God deliver to you. Everything starts to become beautiful in its time. Hallelujah. When you are walking like this, you, are, you, you live like a whirlwind. God will just come to you and say, now leave this job. You are leaving this job tomorrow. Now I'm not telling anybody here to go and leave their job. 
I'm only just telling you, I've lived like that before. God just says to me, now it's time to move on from this job. I say, Lord, this is very good. I like it. He said, it's time to move on. And as I moved on, I understood that what had happened is the Holy Spirit had moved on from there. You understand these things as you begin to take those steps. But as you engage with the Holy Spirit, things evolve and things open up for you. It takes understanding. Everything is becoming beautiful for you. I say everything is becoming beautiful for you. As the Lord opens up your life to you, everything will be beautiful in its time. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. If you rely on your human wisdom, you can't comprehend. You need the wisdom of God and the spirit of understanding. 1 Corinthians 2.9 No eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. But verse 10 says, But he has revealed them to us by his spirit. So the secret of unraveling your own future is not in the hand of any palm reader. It's not in the hand of any, uh, uh, what do you call them? Psycho, all these people who read mine. Psychic, psychic. It's not in the hand of any psychic. No. If psychics knew everything about themselves, they would be ruling the countries. They will be ruling the country. If they know the future so much, they will, they will prophesy themselves to, to positions of power. So they are only using familiar spirits and things that do not matter. But when you go into draw into the things of the spirit, you start to get a revelation. It gives you stability. Hallelujah. And so I want to quickly tell us some benefits of understanding. Some benefits of understanding. The first thing I would like to say to us is that understanding gives us divine establishment. This means God gives you stability, like I said, and establishes you in the things that he has called you to do. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3, is a verse of scripture we use a lot, but I want to use it to illustrate something. It said, through wisdom, a house is what? Built. And by understanding, it is what? Established. Verse 4 says, by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Say again, wisdom is application. Understanding is revelation and knowledge is information. Now, I want you to know something. Understanding is like the bridge between wisdom and, and uh, knowledge. Understanding is the revelative force that takes, or the revelative ability that takes the wisdom that you acquire from God, processed in your mind by meditation. And by action and the things you do and turns it into information for you. What I mean by that is every time God gives you, the Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men liberally. God gives you a wisdom in an area. As you manifest that wisdom, he begins to make you by understanding acquire sufficient knowledge from it. Such that you can also use that same wisdom and that same knowledge to be a blessing to others. And this is how we are able to operate in the spirit of counsel, which we will talk about next week. We must also understand that even if it is the information that you first get, by understanding, you are able to process it and then it becomes wisdom also. So whether it is from moving from wisdom to knowledge or from knowledge to wisdom, understanding is the power of revelation that bridges the gap 
However God desires to inform you or transform your life, either by way of wisdom or by way of knowledge, you must go for understanding. Hallelujah. It is the link between wisdom and knowledge. However, it is first acquired. The Bible says through wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is what? Established. Every house is built by some man. But the establishment of it must come by the spirit of understanding. This is why when you start a journey, when you start a new job, the wisdom of God helped you to pass the interviews. It helps you to get into that position. From that point, you need also understanding of the facts. You need understanding of the principles of how things work there. So that you can continue to have your rooms established. The house is built. You are already there. But you need the spirit of understanding to give you firm planting there. You start a marriage. You start in month one. Thank God for the wisdom that God gave you to know how to put it all together and it happened. But you now need the spirit of understanding to continue to help you establish the rooms. To continue to help you know how you will continue to establish your marriage as you grow from face to face. Hallelujah. We must come to the place of understanding that the spirit of understanding helps us to have divine establishment. Amen. The second thing it does is that it helps us to have joy and happiness. Joy and happiness. Joy, as we know, is a fruit of the spirit. Happiness is a momentary feeling of that fruit. Hallelujah. Very circumstantial in its outworking. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains what? Understanding. May you continue to find wisdom. May you continue to gain understanding. In the name of Jesus. You see, what it does for you is that it helps you to live beyond circumstances. When you have understanding, you are always living beyond the effects that circumstances, especially negative circumstances, should be causing you. Because you have understanding. Jesus had understanding. That is why he could sleep in the boat when there were storms. Jesus had understanding. That is why he was not ruffled when they said there was no food to eat and all they had was a, a boy's lunch. He was not moved because he had understanding. He knew what to do. You are never disturbed when you are a person that is full of the wisdom of God and also you gain understanding. The third thing is that we have peace and calmness of spirit. What are the benefits? Number one. Number one, divine establishment. Number two, joy and happiness. Number three, peace and calmness of spirit. Just write down these scriptures, Proverbs eleven twelve. Proverbs eleven twelve. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. We must be men and women of understanding. I say we shall be men and women of understanding. In the name of Jesus. You see, you may be despised by people. You may be talked down by people. But it takes understanding for you to continue to know how to hold your peace. This is very, very important. I learned this a lot, particularly in the work of ministry. The work of the ministry is a work where it is so easy. It is so easy for anybody, anyhow, to just despise you the way they like at any time. It is such an easy thing for people to do. But the Bible says people who do that, they are devoid of wisdom. But you don't follow their path. 
you have to gain understanding to know how to hold your peace. Amen. Whether you are a minister who ministers from a pulpit or you are a Christian who just shares your faith with everybody you meet, you must be ready to be a man of peace. And it does not come by just your sense knowledge. It comes by having the spirit of understanding at work in you. I say he shall walk in you. In the name of Jesus. Also write down Proverbs 17, 27. He said, he who has knowledge spares his words. And a man of understanding is what? Of a calm spirit. A man of understanding is never unruffled. He is never ruffled, rather. He's always just there. He's just there. He, he's very calm. When they speak to him, they say, oh, something has happened. There's panic here. He just says, hold your peace. Let us do it carefully. And you are like, what is wrong with him? He is a man of understanding. Hallelujah. It is an evidence of the spirit of understanding to have a calm spirit. May the Lord give it to us. In the name of Jesus. Spouses, when, you're, when, you're, when your spouse is gone off the rails and they're tempered and they're really flaring up, you must tap into this spirit to be calm, to be calm. There are times we need it. Anybody can go off at any time. Don't think you are above going off and doing the wrong thing and saying the wrong things. Don't say, Pastor, our family is free of that. No, no, I know he's, nobody is free of it. Because there are different situations that bring different things. Different things. So you must understand, when the devil comes in in one way, don't strive. Spare your words. Go into the spirit of understanding and get the calmness of spirit that comes by it. And you will see the same way God calmed, Jesus calmed the storm, storm, you will see yourself calming the storm in your own home as well. In the name of Jesus. I want to end this today by quickly telling us how we can access the spirit of understanding. The first thing we must know is that we can access it purely as a gift from God as we pray. We read every day, every Sunday in this place, we pray from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 18. And we, read, we pray up to verse 23, but then this is 17 and 18. Let's read together. It said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding, what? Being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Okay, we must always remember that. That there is a gift from God called the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The combination of them is what is called the spirit of understanding. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. He said that your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Then you will be able to know the riches. You will be able to know the calling. You see, the hope of the calling of God upon your life is your sustainer. The more you know your calling, the more established you are. The more assured you are. The more you know that you are in what God has called you to do, the less you find the enemy being able to make you disturbed and perturbed. You have to know. The Bible says it is the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that it continues to come upon you. This is why we pray it every Sunday and we also encourage you to pray it for somebody else that you are connected to. We join hands and pray this because you see when certain things are shown to you, the Lord frees you from everything that the enemy is trying to use against you. 
The second thing is that we need, we can access the spirit of understanding through knowledge of Christ, the word of God. Write down 1 John chapter 5 verse 19 to 21. 1 John chapter 5 verse 19 to 21. Verse 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Somebody say he has given me understanding. Your relationship with Jesus should grant you understanding. The same way you read that the disciples used to ask, Lord, teach us how to pray. And he taught them how to pray. Lord, why couldn't we cast out the demons? And he, taught, he told them the reason. Everything you read, the same way Jesus was speaking, he said, now I am going, but I will send you what? A comforter who will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance everything I've said to you. So today we may not have him physically, but we know that he is the son of God and he has also given us understanding. So all we need to do is to pray and say, Lord, grant me understanding in this matter. Never be afraid, never be intimidated, never feel ashamed for asking for the spirit of understanding at any time. When you are given a task and it's looking all blue and all gloomy, go before the Lord and say, Lord, grant me understanding. Lay hands on whatever the work is. Use something as a point of contact and say, Lord, right now I receive the spirit of understanding. Hallelujah. In the course of what I do at the university, I was given a task in, in late 2016. And um, everybody moved away from it because it was an uncertain task. Something the university was embracing afresh. So most people tend to, you know, people tend to move away from such things until it starts to happen. Then everybody comes in. <laughs> so everybody sort of left it. And um, I just said, Lord, I need understanding. And then one day in the night, God showed me. This was late December 2016. God showed me. He said, this is how you're going to set it up. This is how you're going to set it up. And I took a step that I never read from any book Anywhere, never consulted anybody except the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying you should not read. I'm not saying you should not consult what you should consult. But there are times the Holy Spirit will give you something that will be direct from him. I say it will be direct from him. In the name of Jesus. And as I typed it out and I brought it out and I went for the meeting for the presentation, it looked as if it was copied from somewhere. Simply because it came from the spirit of understanding. It shall come upon you. I say it shall come upon you in the name of Jesus. We also have understanding through the breaking of bread. We don't have time now, but please write down Luke chapter 24, verse 32, verse 30 to 35. The breaking of bread. When we break bread, it allows us to have deeper understanding of the things of God. In that story, Jesus was walking with two disciples after his resurrection. And they did not know that it was him. They were going to a place called Emmaus on the way to Jerusalem. They did not know that it was him. But suddenly, when the Bible says he broke bread and gave them, their understanding was open. And they saw, wow, it is the master. Hallelujah. This is how when you break bread constantly and you take of the communion, don't just wait for the time we share it in church. Break bread as often as you can. When you break bread and you do it in faith, Every time you look at the word of God, you gain insight beyond what you had known before. The Bible says, they said to one another in verse 32, Did our heart not burn within us while he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us? Our heart was telling us something, but we couldn't comprehend. But the moment we, they broke bread, the Bible says, he, their eyes were open and they knew him. Your eyes will be open. In the name of Jesus. Finally, 
We also know, we also gain understanding through published works. We know Daniel 9.2 said that he understood by what? The books. Published works are very vital to us. What people, especially inspired of the Lord, have written in time past are good material for us to refer to from time to time. Whether it is for our understanding of scripture, whether it is for our understanding of our professions. Some of us do not read as we ought to read. And we must break that cycle. We must break that culture. These days, it is very easy for you to have 1,000 books on a small device like this. 1,000 books. Very easy. So we have no excuse. We need to take time to read. Many of the messages I share with you and preach, at times I go back to the 18th, 19th century. Because you see, the, the ancient parts and the truths of old have never changed. Truth does not change, does it? The only thing that it does is that it's able to fix itself in time and remain contemporary. The basic truth of scripture. So many times we do a lot of research and we understand. In the work you do, don't just stay there and just rely on information. Dig deep. Go into books. The Bible says Daniel in Daniel chapter 9. Read that verse 2 to 3. Verse 1 to 3. The Bible says that when he saw by books that the captivity was to last for 70 years, he set his mind to pray because the time had been accomplished. If he did not read by books and did not understand, they would have all still remained there, even though the prophecy had already been documented that that is what it ought to be. We must understand that for us to walk in the spirit of understanding, we must be avid readers. Every day I consume materials. Every day. Every day. Because my life, it's not just for something to preach. Something to preach is just 10% of it. For my own life. For my own life, I read autobiographies of men. One of the things that gives me stability in ministry today is that I have read the autobiographies of key church leaders in our times. How they made it the first five years, the first ten years, the first twenty years. And I saw from all their stories, 100% of the time, that there is none of them that got off the ground without challenges. So when I see challenges today, I say, I'm writing my own down too. (laughs) Fifty years time, some people will read it and say there was a time. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet and let's appreciate God for his grace.